1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: Yeah. And so it was written, and after all these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power and the earth was lightened with his glory and he cried mightily with a strong voice saying babylon the great has fallen has fallen and become the habitation of devils in the hold of every foul spirit in a cage of very unclean and hateful men yeah what you is what you get now, exhibit never wait around for no kick down, got my own shit loud, shot heard around the world uplift, bench press, arm curl, keep the structure of the temple to make things simple, my existence is a ripple through time, only concerned with what is mine, divine, never monkey shine walking down a very thin line, holding heat running crazy in the street, yeah plus the company, I keep putting overtime while you oversleep, don't wanna see none of this evil, I speak around the atlas from the to the super actress you all get clothes lined and pinned to the mattress all day every day every which way who said you can't have your cake and eat a you need it too, kid? this is hard time on planet planning yeah, up yeah. for what it's worth exhibit stand rotation without rehabilitation like this Plays, pits, holes, muscles, really And four. Hit the floor, I pull a fast one And let you know today can be your last one Black, take your breath like an asthma attack Just a slave like Flavor flavor. You're blind to the facts, Mr. X to the Z Delix and Kinky, guaranteed to bring the house down naturally Niggas knowing no limits like Master P Making you motherfucking see a whole different breed of MC Realize it's you against me Catch a 360 degree roundhouse to the mouth, right? And like the sun, make the hot shit shine bright I'm feeling like my whole life Life is a green light, never turn red Cause I strike like a rattlesnake Locked like a dread Niggas want of them heads But they better off dead Came crashing through the door like the fence Bring it What you see is what you get now The kind of style make the whole world go wild That's the child like a holy Swinging through, it's your friendly neighborhood lush I crack the bottle, then watch how exhibit bust I regulate like a killer with a nickel plate I set it straight, start to shaking you down breaking new ground, construction work Heavy artillery, put your dick in the dirt Stay alert, the game is rough so you might get hurt Slug burnt through your jacket, through your sweater, through your shirt Get cut from the belly up I break the chain, fast lane, suck my sugar cane I'm trying to spark a nigga brain while you entertain Trivial things, material things Protected by the underground kings Who rule the land with a eye. The men in black if we flash can't remember shit You cross me I make it paid like the government I wanna kill Sam Cause my package came short 12 grams Get the picture
3: That was Exhibit with what you see is what you get off of Forty Days and Forty Nights, which I believe came out in like nineteen ninety nine, an album I definitely have somewhere in my garage. And uh, I think it goes without saying. Well it probably doesn't go without saying, but uh, proud to say that is the only exhibit record I ever owned and uh, it's it's the one that everybody should own. Why? I don't know. I don't know a lot about exhibit Exhibit's catalog, but uh <laughs> but for some reason I thought this week we should start off uh, a podcast that never talks about rap with a fucking five-minute rap song from 1999. You know, what's better than a 20-year-old rap song from a guy who has become a meme about putting things inside of the things that they already are? You know, he's like the Russian doll of rappers, and it's all because he did a, he did a show that uh, we all used to love. We all used to love it. You, you who, who didn't want a blender in their car to have a smoothie on the road? And apparently you didn't even get to keep the blender. They took that back, and you know, I'm I'm speaking in all hypotheticals, depends on what you wanted to do with your car, Exhibit would make it so you could do what you wanted to do with your car, with some guy from the shop West Coast Customs, right? Man, did I lose anybody here? I think you're all with me. If you're my age, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not, well, I don't know. If you're too young, I apologize. If you're too old, well, then you missed out. You had the opportunity to see Exhibit Pimp all of our rides, and we all want him to pimp our ride, but he never pimped my ride, and uh, now I don't even know if you're allowed to pimp things anymore. Are you allowed to pimp stuff? Is pimp a word that we are still allowed to use? Nobody's really sure. We can't be sure. Anyway, let's move on what's happening here on this episode of getting it out podcast well i can tell you that i got mike white and adam easterling of the band orthodox they're from nashville tennessee and they recently released their record let it take its course we recorded this uh a little bit before it came out i want to say um but due to uh recent recent uh well wait, wait due to my uh extreme (laughs) as i mentioned last week extreme backlog of uh recorded episodes it's just now seeing the light of day i apologize for that so if uh something sounds off as far as uh, the timeline that's my fault um don't overbook lesson to myself don't overbook which we won't do it again until next time i do it anyway um that's what's happening on this one it was a cool conversation their album's been out for a while i think it came out on the 14th february 14th is my guess and um It's been well received, as far as I can tell, and we'll talk all about it anyway. We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, So now that you listen to Exhibit Rap for five minutes, I'm gonna (laughs) make—I don't know how it's gonna make me look, but I'm gonna make you listen to me rap for like 30 seconds. And this either makes me look really good or really bad. And uh, I, you know, by now you get it. By now you know this is the part where you just start skipping ahead on your podcast app. But uh, if you're new to it, this is just the way it is. This, unfortunately, is, is still the intro music for Getting It Out podcast.
4: Dark Satellite Media
3: You know, when I started doing a podcast, I thought I found my calling. But there's something more. There's a little something more I think I can reach into. I got a little more in me. I need to get it out. Just like the podcast is Getting It Out Rap Song from the Getting it, it Out Podcast. And it feels powerful I think you feel it too I think you feel it too But there's certain things that need to be said Because I was thinking about it a lot lately and What exactly was I thinking about? we will have to break it down here Just a little bit for you I was sitting at home trying to relax When I realized a podcast needs a rap It sound way better with they dog back But I got a spit quick on these Amish cat well, big horse and shit on rumble strips Zep sits back with a hundred kids But I know how shallow that gym pool is So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night When the sun don't shine on the dial bright? My on Scott's lives the hard rock life Singing on the streets underneath the lights I got grocery lists and shit I don't like Gonna run buy by old Mike on ice And like cop that a day with the butt drug tips This podcast will flip your lids So that's what I sing about On the song for the podcast It's getting it
1: out
3: think if i had to put money on it most people would say that exhibit was a better rapper between us but you know that's that's okay it's all, it's all about a, you know it's all it's a, it's subjective objective i don't know how to use those two words correctly which one is the one that i want that's the one that i want um yeah that's you, you got what i'm saying um but any, anyway welcome once again to episode 110 of getting it out podcast well, the big 110 what does that mean for you well that means apparently i'm making 90s references late 90s references uh, 1999, fun year, I guess, I don't know, I don't remember anything about 1999, I couldn't, I remember I probably looked at a lot of CCS catalogs, uh, maybe some Thrasher, probably definitely Trans World Skateboarding Magazine, that's a funny one too, because I don't know if Transworld Skateboarding Magazine is around now, I think there was snowboarding too, but Trans, <laughs> uh, Transworld Magazine is, sounds a lot different now than it did back then, if you get, well, I think if I saw one of my kids reading Trans World magazine, I don't know that I'd be concerned, but I'd have a different uh, feeling than than now, <laughs> than then. I don't. You you get what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think I need to spell it out for you. But the name is Trans World, and uh, Trans World <laughs> it means something different now, and uh, you know that's just the way it is, and that's all right. Nothing wrong with it. It's just different, man. that's that's a 19 trans world in the 1990s was different than trans world in 2020 and that's okay. But, um, speaking, speaking of stuff in the 1990s, I was reminded last night, um, of, of the 1990s when Joel Embiid, the star player for the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, sprained his shoulder in a game. Unfortunately, Ben Simmons, the probably the better player is out for the, for the remainder of the season at this point. I'm, I'm speculating. Um, but uh, Joel and B got hurt as well. He hurt his shoulder by some big Czech guy. I don't know where Zizich is from, but uh, whatever. He messed up a man's shoulder, and now he has a sprained shoulder. And that's interesting to me because I feel like uh, sprains aren't a real thing. I feel like they're kind of like migraines, and people made them up because uh, because they need an excuse. And now that I know that's I know that's very harsh, and uh, I don't mean it to be harsh. It's just a thing that I think, and it's a thing I'm probably wrong about my point is i feel like sprains were way bigger in the 90s do you remember all the people that had sprained ankles in the 1990s <laughs> is it just me or <laughs> were sprained ankles a bigger deal now i don't see anybody with a sprained ankle but maybe it's cuz i'm not around very active people or maybe it is because things were just things were just <laughs> things were just more likely to get sprained in the 1990s i don't know it's like you know there was aids in the 80s and there were sprains in the 90s but maybe it's just that's just when I became aware of, of the possibility of spraining a body part. What is a sprain, anyway? It's not a strain. It's not broken. It's a sprain. It's, you know, only the doctors know. Because uh, I sure don't. But, but that, that makes me think about, like, all right, maybe sprains have been around all this time. And maybe they still persist to this day. Obviously, my man and Embiid just had one last night. And uh, I guess it goes on for longer. But I remember when I used to think that things just started... Like, just because I just became aware of them. So, like, I think a lot of things started in the 1990s, uh, the, the biggest of which is I'm pretty sure that recycling didn't start until the 1990s. And uh, I remember when they introduced that to us in school, and they were like, hey, so you've heard about our first trash can. Well, here's the second trash can. This one, though, is a cardboard box, and uh, it doesn't have a top. Because you were supposed to put things into that box. And on the side, you will see a list of the things you can and cannot put into this box. And uh, it, it, it told you what was acceptable. Uh, which kind of paper you could put in there. Uh, which kind of plastics. But you probably couldn't put the plastics in there now I think about it. So it was probably just a paper, paper waste basket. Is that where they came up with that term? Paper waste basket? And the other thing was a trash can? Not very sure, but this box, it was Square. It had no top and it had a list of things you could put on it, but like you could get you could be like expelled from that box, not expelled from the school you could be not allowed in that box if you say had a had a staple in your piece of paper and uh that was ridiculous it was a lot of a lot of anxiety to 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 throw something away and i think uh I think that's 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 how we got here that's how we got to this point that we're at in two thousand and twenty where all these adults my age are anxious about everything, and we're freaking out. Maybe because you fucking introduced recycling to us when we were kids and we didn't know which basket to put a fucking trash piece of paper in and we had to make decisions on the fly. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it's a really complicated concept for an 8-year-old to figure out which piece of paper is acceptable to recycle. But, you know, that's what you did to us. It's a <laughs> I'm naturally indecisive, but maybe, uh, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad if you didn't. Make me figure out which trash can to use That's so ridiculous But I might be right I'm probably right, definitely right I've decided I'm right Anyway, on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast 110, as I said uh, Adam and Mike from Orthodox are joining me So let's not set it up any more than that And let's just do the interview with Adam and Mike right now But first I'm going to play you a song from their album It's called Obscenity And uh, it's again off of Let Us Take This Course And uh,
5: Yeah, hey, what's
3: up? Hey, how's it going? This is Dan. Hopefully, you're expecting a call right now.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike and I are just finishing up dinner. We're going to walk downstairs and take your call.
3: Okay. So, do you want, you want me to call back in a bit? Oh,
5: no, no. We're literally walking down now, so we're all good.
3: Oh, all right. Perfect. I didn't yeah. know I was getting both of you. He mentioned it, but I didn't know. Yeah, what's yeah.
5: yeah. Cool. Well, I've, I've done so many interviews for this thing. I was like, I want to get somebody else on one of these, but nobody. everyone lives in different parts of the city. So, or different parts of the country, so it's hard to get everyone in. But
3: right,
0: right, all right
3: nice. Say hi. Hello. Hey, Mike. How you doing,
0: Dan? I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm. Uh, well, you know. I, yeah, I guess we're supposed to say we're good, but today's been awful. But that's a <laughs> hey,
0: hey. Just tell her how it is. Ah, uh,
3: its uh it has been a, it's been a shitty day, but uh, winding down now, so
0: I it's like all right. It. Well, yeah. I'm starting to get sick. If that makes you feel any better, right it before, does. So it, it does. I want right, I want good. somebody
3: else to be a little uh, miserable too. So thank
0: you. Yeah, bring it bring it down to down to earth for a second.
3: Yeah, yeah. Adam, how are you doing? Are you are you like in, feeling good? Because we need somebody to balance it out.
0: Uh,
5: you know, I'm optimistic.
3: All right, good. So we're, we're kind of all over.
5: Yeah, yeah. You know, broad <laughs> spectrum. You know, wide range, full picture, all that stuff.
3: All right. Yeah. All right. It's cool. Let, let's let's uh, let's let's get into the, into this business then. All right. So uh, so you guys. So now 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 there's two of you. This 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 throws me off a little bit, but it's good. Um, both in Orthodox, and Adam, you you do vocals, and Mike, you are the drummer. Correct. Correct. Have you two both always been in this band, or?
5: Uh, I have been this is adam talking i I have been the singer since the birth of the band but um mike came into play the winter of
0: 2017
3: was it a memorable winter uh
0: yeah it was the first story (laughs) did was uh left left behind
5: blessed by the burn tour and we were on tour with this just ridiculous band named Mercy Blow as well. And yeah, so that was his first tour with us and that it was it was uh it was an interesting one to say the least. Well it was, good.
0: It was very it was a crash course. Yeah.
3: Mur I feel like that name Mercy Blow, there's some something was wrong with them or something happened with them. I don't I don't that's that's as vague I'm not even intentionally being vague. That's just how I remember. <laughs> no, I
1: remember
3: it, I remember
0: controversy. They were, kind of, they were kind of just, you know, they they were there, they were just heavy as heavy as all hell just kind of beat down it had good traction then i just i don't know i think something something happened with somebody in the band and it just was like oh we're done and then everybody dispersed i know they got members doing other stuff now
3: well good that's that's the way to do it though just pull the plug and run that's the way to do it right 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 (laughs) so um so uh yeah so anyway so you guys been doing this together since 2017 and the when did when did uh the last record come out
5: the last full length That was May of 2017.
3: So Mike were you part of of the writing and recording that or not?
0: No, completely absent from all that. That was um that was the old guitarist at the time and um Adam so Adam
3: laid down the drum tracks and the vocals on that, actually. Gotcha. So is this the first, this would be the first record that you're on, then?
0: Correct,
3: yes. Nice. So, what so, um, with well, record, by the way, it's called Let It Take Its Course. I don't know why I have trouble saying that. Did you do that intentionally? Did you decide that uh, you're going to do an interview with me one day and that you want me to say something strange? And uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was your motive, but it's all right. Um
5: yeah, you know, if, if somebody fumbles around it like four times and the album gets talked about even more because it takes a minute to even bring it up, so it's 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 just marketing. It's,
3: it's very smart marketing because it's a fucking common phrase, but for some reason I can't say it. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> but but so so this is this record comes out this this Friday, right? It drops. February seventh. Yeah. Is that all right? So lately, when I've been talking to bands, they'll be like, well, "We got the digital release date, we got the physical release date, and then we got like the cassette release date." Is all of is all of "Let It Take Its Course" coming out on February seventh?
5: The whole thing will be the it, the release date officially is February seventh. That's when you can find it on all the streaming platforms. If you pre-ordered an album uh, by a certain date, some people have been getting their pre-order packages just because they have to send them out in time to be there by Friday. But oh, the nice. official release of the period is available to listen and buy and all that is February 7th, this Friday.
3: Nice. So I've, I've been listening to this record a lot, actually, since, since it set over my way. Because I, I thought I was familiar with your, with your band, and I, I was. But this is, I, I, and I don't mean this as a slight law. it's way better than I remember you guys being. And it's not that it's. Hey, t- <laughs> it's not. It's not even that it's like entirely different from what you were doing before. It's like not at all. But, but, f- what? F- to you guys, what what is different about this album than your previously releases?
5: I think with the last release, um, I think the the cooks that we had in the kitchen this time around were great, and the actual writing process was completely different. The last release was myself and Tyler Williams. Just button heads writing songs for what took about a year and a half. I feel like it might have been give or take a little bit, but um, and then it was just myself and him going in and recording that over a week with uh Daniel Colombo. And then this time around, Daniel actually moved up to Nashville uh from Florida and then he helped me write this record uh with. He's such a genius on guitar. I'd literally just show up and hum riffs to him, and we would uh, record those riffs into his interface, and then we'd program drums and such to it. And I think having Mike on the record honestly sets it apart a lot more because I was able to write drum parts on a computer that I couldn't play, and I was like, sorry, Mike, you'll have to deal with that. (laughs) And he actually came through and nailed those parts on a level that I couldn't play. So I think that has a lot to do with it is we were able to bring in a different style of execution and aggression because of the members that we had on this album. And we also just were more experienced in writing this style. Whereas the first time around was a big leap from the old sound, but this one was taking the sound we'd established and just kind of pushing it a little further. So we were a little more familiar.
0: Yeah. And we had a little more, a little more insight on riffs uh, because Dan wrote a lot of it, but, our current, you know, full-time guitarist, Austin, he put a few songs in as well, and his riffs, uh, I wouldn't say they contrasted Dan's, but they complemented Dan's. Yeah. So he, you know, Austin's songs versus Dan's songs, they don't sound different, but they sound, I don't know, they they complement. Yeah. yeah.
5: That, that Austin, Austin's frame of thinking and songwriting is on a level that I personally – don't comprehend because he's just he's been listening to crazy different metal and different weird progressive genres for so long that like he's just like oh let what's the weirdest time signature i can write this riff in and i'm like hey we should try something that isn't gonna give me a headache like it's it he he really has a uh an act with bringing in things that people wouldn't normally think to play
3: yeah, and I, I I can appreciate it because I, like we're talking about with the time signature changes, just specifically this part is uh, like I, I'm cool with that. I, like the way you guys are doing, I, I'm cool with. But like you know, and I know everybody references Meshuggah as like the the band for the, that type of that type of shit where you know crazy you know, whatever. They, what's that word they made up for Meshuggah? Polyrhythms. I know that's not a real word. But I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I think, yeah. I, I'm sure it is, yeah. but I'm
5: just saying it's not a real word. Yeah, yeah, no. But, it, it's- that that's a band that we definitely take like subtle influences from we're definitely we, there's you know certain parts that definitely sound like they could be Meshuga riffs in our especially in our newer stuff but
3: right but what what i' yeah, what I'm, I
5: just, like, what I'm I getting
3: to there is that is that when I listen to masuga like even though I know I'm supposed to like them, um it just sounds like they got like transmission problems you know what I mean like the, <laughs> the, like the music's like it's, it's like a stutter like. Just play the fucking riffs. Where you guys eventually do play the riffs, and it's not too, it doesn't, it doesn't fuck me up, you know. I could the songs, the song structure doesn't disappear with each, you know. So I I appreciate that about this record. But it's like so, so to speak on like, all right, I don't know how to phrase it correctly. Well, we'll go basic. What what are the like direct musical influences for Orthodox?
5: Uh. I would say the ones that are easiest to draw from is like you know, the big three in New Metal for the most part. It's just you know, Corn, System of a Down and Slipknot are probably the easiest ones to pull from is that in the terms big of if you want to three? For me. for most of the people I know. I mean oh. if you don't include like the radio smashers like Lincoln Park and things like that, but like Corn up corn, you know, birthed the genre, System of a Down has one of the weirdest renditions and then Slipknot was probably one of the more shocking acts to come through with it yeah so they, they won. It.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh and so
5: yeah that i would say those are the the easiest to like pinpoint yeah but i would say there's also a lot of you know for me i hear a lot of like gojira and some like lamb of god and things like that throughout different parts that other people may find sound like other bands but to me that's where i'd say our influences lie
3: well, that's awesome, and I, and I I hear all those things in there too, um, and as as somebody who uh, went a fucking full blast through the new metal era, like I was the new metal guy. I mean, I didn't dress like a weirdo, but like it, you know, <laughs> because that's because my who's mom went.
0: Who's your big three?
3: Oh, uh, the big three new metal. Uh, I mean, I probably would have gone if you would have asked me this. Well, no, fuck, you can ask me this now. I'm gonna. Uh, it's. It would have been for me. I'd have to say big three albums is what I would have to say. The okay. big three albums that's, for that's me would have been uh, self titled Slipknot, um, self titled System of a Down, and then I would have threw a three dollar bill y'all in there because I was a limp biscuit guy and not a corn guy because corn just wasn't my thing. But <laughs> I feel like I'm getting. I don't know if I struck a nerve there, but you know.
0: Oh no, we I, that, I, we I'll love. I'll be Biscuit, honest, man. I, that's rough. Yeah, <laughs> Mike <laughs> might be the biggest
5: corn fan I know. I but, love uh, Biscuit,
0: though. I'm not. Yeah,
5: there's it, no diss against Limp By any, well, have you
0: heard the the new Gideon record?
5: No, I, no. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah you but, like but Biscuit? Biscuit
0: Put out a new record this year under
5: a different name. Yeah, <laughs> Gideon. Yeah, Gideon went all in on that direction of that genre and killed it so anybody that hears this that hasn't that is like oh i don't listen to gideon but they like that kind of music you should definitely listen to gideon's record
3: What's well, it's Badass. it's funny that 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 it's becoming like the the dirty word of new metal is kind of it's dis it's it's cleaning up a little bit it's becoming way more acceptable and even i as somebody who was who was balls deep in it for a long time um and then i found hardcore got balls deep in the hardcore uh You know, I've I've come back around on new metal. I got a whole bin of CDs in the garage of the worst new metal, but the worst. You remember? You ever hear the band Shovel? They suck. But 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 I've but I've got their CDs. You know, Slaves on Dope is garbage. But you can find them in my CD collection. You know, like shitty new metal, same as their shitty hardcore. But so, like, I hear all these influences in here. But you guys are still uh, part of the hardcore scene somehow. How did that? How did this all get?
5: combined. I would say the reason that we still get like musically and sonically I don't hear a lot of hardcore in our stuff anymore yeah. there's like song structure and different like groove elements that are still very much like rooted in what I what I found through hardcore music but I think it's just because orthodox started off as like a hardcore band like we wanted to sound like foundation and things along those lines and uh, the original music that we wrote, you know, between our first couple of releases, were very much like metallic hardcore. Yeah. And um, we toured our asses off off of those early those early releases. I you know I'd say nowadays we're we're lucky enough to where we can tour smart and not hard, but back then we were just like, oh, this band wants to tour with us for six weeks. Fuck yeah, let's go. Never heard of them, but let's play some shows, and we would be out forever we would just go out and and that's where we established a real, uh, I would say relationship within multiple different hardcore communities. And I think that more so has kept people thinking we're a hardcore band as opposed to anything else or keep not thinking, but keep mentioning us as such, because that is the community that the band started in, as well as that's where all of the members, uh, kind of grew up in as well. And, um, i'd say that as well as just being a straight-edge band is definitely gonna always throw us in the hardcore uh dimension
3: yeah you got you got a lot of things that are gonna tie it tie it to the hardcore scene kind of whether you want yeah. whether you like that or not uh i was gonna ask I'll, i'm gonna ask you about the straight edge thing here in a minute but you're also on unbeaten records which i believe is uh dude from Stigmata, right
0: yep that's buddy yeah
3: so so like you know that that's that's a you know I, I, i'm not well if i'm being honest the only other album i know that came out on unbeaten recently was all out war who also isn't a hardcore band but totally lumped in with hardcore like whether yeah. they want to be or not they are a hardcore band but it has nothing to do with the way they sound so
5: i think that's just because all Out war is lumped into that because so many hardcore bands just want to be all out war yeah yeah that's i think that's why they're considered a hardcore band is because hardcore kids just worship the ground those guys that mike score walks on and I mean they keep putting out some solid riffs so I don't blame them but
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there.
3: Well, so so is, does that feel like a does it feel like a negative thing to be uh kind of attached to Hardcore cuz I really don't think you're going to be able to sever that and I maybe you don't want to. But does d- that a negative thing to you guys at
0: all or is it just more people to play to? Not to me. No. Yeah. Um and I'm speaking because you know, I joined when that sound changed, yeah, you know the first time I ever saw Orthodox, they were on tour with, uh, fucking what, what was it, rotting Out, No Bragging Rights, and the Beautiful Ones. That was the first time you saw us. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. And I watched outside because huh. my local band was—I was breaking down drums.
5: Which band did
0: you? Were you playing it? The Beast it? You played that show. I swear to God. Why have we never talked about this? it's that's ancient cool. history man let it go anyway but i don't know no it's not a bad thing i feel like there's a lot of big ass bands that are tied to hardcore you know you got like Turnstile. yeah everybody's always gonna refer to that band as a hardcore band and i don't know i i guess they are but that that band's just like a they're like an alt they're like, like an, an alt rock just band just fun ass band yeah but, like when they put the old songs, you know people start being ass, right so it's like, yeah, I don't know, it's just I figure when you start from somewhere, you're not going to ever get away from that unless you completely change your entire sound, yeah, and lose a whole demographic, a whole demographic, but you have so many people that are into hardcore that love you know love Miuga and Jojira and all that stuff so
5: yeah Yeah. it's one of those things where like we we definitely i don't know like i book most of the like smaller hardcore shows in nashville and we all play in our own you know more hardcore type bands on the side as well and like it's not a negative connotation by any means it's i think it's it's almost like we are if you're playing us to like deathcore and like deep metalcore fans we're not like far enough into that world for them to establish the difference. They're going to always see us as a hardcore band because we don't like all the way fully commit to that shtick. Right. And then we don't, we aren't like all the way hardcore enough for hardcore kids to say it's a hardcore band, but we're deep enough in the metal thing for them to call it a metal band. So it kind of leans in either direction, no matter which way you're looking at it. And it's kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's cool to be, I feel like we've established a cool enough sound that we are able, we're fortunate enough to, Appeal to a lot of people in every crowd, which is a goal that we set to do a long time ago that's taken a lot of time to figure out the right execution. So,
3: well, I think you're on track, especially with this record. And, uh, and yeah, I, 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 I mean, you're, you're right about those bands that have those hardcore ties that they, they don't, they don't sever them, they don't need to sever them, but, but a lot of them have gone a long way. Uh, As far as their sound, I mean, look at Code Orange, that band, I don't even know what they sound like at this point, Um, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't remind me of anything uh, related to hardcore, but yet they're still somehow considered a hardcore band, which is fine. I'm not, I mean, these are all just the the stupidity of genre tags, right? I get in these conversations with people about this all the time, especially bands like yours who fall into the, not fall into the cracks, who exist in the cracks uh, between all these other things. And uh, I think, most of the time it's it's beneficial. there are some instances where you kind of end up homeless and but i I don't see that I don't see that even possible with with uh, you guys and' particularly with let it take its course because it's it leans in in several different directions but it still finds its home with a lot of different genres and I think it's pretty pretty unique and um, I don't know, I think it's a, it's a it's a very cool thing you did whether you did it intentionally or not. Thank you. Well, you mentioned like the, the, you know, being straight edge. So you're a straight edge band. How important is that to be considered a straight edge band for you guys?
5: I don't, I don't know that it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, I can honestly say that even if like no one ever knew that we were a straight edge band, like I would probably still seek out straight edge members to be in the band. Yeah. Um I don't think it's anything to do with the recognition. I mean especially at this point because like like I said we are not sonically that similar to what you would consider to be the modern straight edge band. Yeah no it's not like straight edge hardcore. Yeah exactly like it, there is not many you know it's I feel like that honestly gets us some weird looks from that community because we are so far in a different you know we're so far left field of what you usually hear when you hear of a straight edge band, but yeah. I don't, it's, it's not anything to really tie to the music more so as it is just like, uh, you know, i this is the only band I've ever really toured full time in and I've always enjoyed having, you know, straight edge people in the band because like you usually come from similar experiences and struggles that led you to those decisions. And that's where so feel like people relate more through hardship than they do through happiness and i don't know i feel like that's to me like i will always be straight edge. it's just it's just the only way that i see fit for me don't care if anybody else is or isn't it's not my business but like for for me with this band i would have written the same thing to whether we were considered a straight edge band or not so it only really made sense to like link that to it
3: i hear you so so there's nothing like uh lyrically that that is straight edge related at there are not, at least not obviously. I, I'm guess I'm asking. Yeah, I'm, like,
5: I mean, there's you know the there's bands like Inclination who I absolutely love. Where the yeah, first awesome. song on the they ever put out, the hook is "I'm still fucking straight edge." I mean, I I that is the most blatantly straight edge song I've ever heard, and it gets me ants to no end. But like. <laughs> There, my 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 songs are more so written about experiences that led me to that decision, as opposed to just being about being a straight edge. Right. I hear you. So so is.
3: I think well huh yeah I I mean, I I understand what, totally everything you're saying, and and I think that's I think it's a very cool thing. But I just want to suggest that maybe if you would get a guy in your band who wasn't straight edge, then you guys could practice, like, reflexes and be, like, aware, like, we can't let that guy pee on something that he's not supposed to pee on um, at all times, and I just think it'd do well for your reflexes. But that's just a suggestion.
0: You <laughs> put us on our toes, man. Yeah, yeah. I, mean,
3: you,
5: I like that. <laughs> you got, we, we end up having to play that role for some other bands every
0: now and then, yeah. so... No, Wait, like I, that. Like, I like playing for the bands like that that are <laughs> that is, yeah. wild cards. It's sick. Shout out Breaking Wheel. Yeah. <laughs> breaking
3: wheel oh my god oh yeah I'm sure you're, you're surrounded by them out there uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. well I, I I've noticed that with lately uh, maybe maybe not late maybe not only lately but lately I've noticed that you get you're getting a, a attention from publications like Kerrang and revolver uh, which are like really long-standing names in uh, in the industry of heavy music um, right do, do you guys I don't know how old you are it doesn't really matter but did you guys have uh, have like metal magazines or metal publications, maybe online things that you you were really into as, when you were a kid, or yeah, yeah. absolutely, you
0: know, like I would always um going back to the new metal thing, you know, growing up, um I'm sure you're familiar with circus magazines, oh
3: circus and hit parader, they were my right. By... <laughs> right, yeah, that's the other
0: one I was gonna get to like those were the ones that i was I was picking out the corns Slipknot, the the mushroom head all the all the just outrageous crazy shit cutting them out putting them on my walls getting the special issues with the posters and shit um yeah it, you know when you get because you know we had our first publication revolver that was that was cool like yeah, that's never that's, been i didn't even think about that when i was growing up yeah. i didn't even i wasn't ever man i'd like to be in that it was just like oh these are yeah, these are different kind of people. What, how long has Revolver been around? Uh, Early 2000s at least. Uh, yeah, because
5: yeah. I, I, I never had a lot of music magazines growing up, but I had a lot of skateboard, skateboard magazines and such. Yeah. So, so like, I feel like I saw like an ad for Revolver or something in one as, when I was younger, and then Revolver was coincidentally like the first of that kind of magazine that I really started paying attention to. With um, that and then I started picking up Metal Hammer here and there as well. But Revolver was really the first, like, music publication outside of, like, the norm. I mean, my parents were in the music industry. So we got, like, you know, the BMI and Billboard specials, all that kind of shit all the time. But, like, that was the first, like, alternative music publication yeah, that I really like paid
0: attention to. Yeah, it segregated genre. Exactly. Oh, the edge of heavy music, you know. so,
5: To get that feature was pretty it's still pretty surreal to be in that have our have our picture all big on the second feature of the magazine i yeah. you know i never ne- never thought even in years of being in this band i never thought that would happen so
3: oh i can't imagine because I, 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 like basically this i have the same story you guys do with these magazines and uh and even when i when i see people i know in these magazines, I get stoked. You know, <laughs> like I remember seeing like certain, yeah. certain people I know, like on, on the cover of like decibel or revolver or, and just be like, Holy shit. Like never, never when I was a kid, you know, and this, this is kind of why I bring it up. Cause never when I was a kid, like you said, Mike, I, I would never would have even thought that I would know anybody in these pages. And now, I mean, in your uh-huh. guy's case, you're in the pages.
0: Uh-huh. That's
3: gotta be very cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's great.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have the words for it. It's it seriously. It's uh, like I said, surreal. I don't. I don't really know another way to really put it. It's like a goal that I didn't realize I had was accomplished.
0: Nothing really that you'd like to think about. You're like, man, I want to put out this record, or like, oh yeah, I want to press it on vinyl, but not like, oh, we're in this magazine.
5: Yeah, because like we've gotten we've gotten like nods and features, and I think Revolver had even covered. Maybe they even helped debut something i don't regardless we we've, we've been featured on different websites like metal metal injection and things like that with the last record so like we had gotten a fair amount of nods from bigger publications online yeah but it was it just never even struck me to think like oh we could be in print with this and then alec our, our PR agent hit us up and was like, hey, yeah, uh, Revolver wants to run uh, an article about the new record and they're going to give you a call here in the next week. I was like, holy shit, what? (laughs) So that was just, yeah, it was was one of those things that, uh, like I said, a goal that we didn't realize we had. I don't know if it even was a goal. It was just something that kind of popped up that was way cooler. I mean, I think having that article out is just as cool as having the record in our hands.
3: I well, I was going to ask you about that. Like, with with this record about to drop, um, what are you looking most forward to? Because a lot of people say like uh, it's it's physically getting that record in in your hands. But then you know, there's other people that just want people to hear the album that they did, or they want the they want the crowd to know the song so they can play new stuff. So f- so when this drops on February seventh, what are you looking forward to the most?
2: uh i
5: i think what's cool about you know sounds of loss and all that have been out for a while and people really still like dive into that record and tell us all the time when we're on the road how much it means to them which is awesome and to me that makes me even more excited to put out something new and i'm honestly just i'm probably most excited to just see the reaction from people because you know like you said it, it's not too far off of what we put out before but there are some elements that were are completely burnt like brand new that we didn't have anything like on the last record and i, I think i'm just most i'm i think it's a kind of like a cliche answer but i'm just fucking excited to get it out i'm just hey, ready for you know, it to what's, be out you know what's great about <laughs> that do you
3: know what's perfect about that answer
5: It's happening.
3: No, is that this podcast is called "Getting It Out"?
5: Oh no, shit. (laughs) Yes.
3: So so yes, you got you got it. Getting it out podcast. (laughs) He's excited to get it out. All
0: about
5: that. There you go. You can
3: use that in the in the preview. Oh, I'm not sophisticated enough for previews. I hit him blind. (laughs) Yeah. Well, with with uh, like like we were just talking about how how like being featured in Revolver was not a goal. Uh, but but as you start achieving more how do your expect how do you how have your expectations evolved for orthodox over as you've been more successful
5: I mean it's been weird because like our numbers have always been pretty decent and we've always gotten great reactions from i really it, it we it, we got to a point now where it's a lot more rare for us to have a bad show than a good one, which is the opposite ratio that we have for a long time. And
0: I think most bad shows are, are calculated because of us. Yeah. Not the actual crowd. Exactly. And it'll you know, be us fucking something up or, you know, whatever. We're like, Damn, that yeah. sucks. But it wasn't like, it wasn't anything to do with the crowd or the people we yeah. interact with. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like, we're more critical. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like we, even with,
5: you know, with the crowd participation we've had and the numbers we've been pulling in, we still were getting overlooked a lot. And so the expectations were so up in the air because we had, we've had connections and relationships with all these bands that you see all over the place, but we weren't getting any kind of like, not necessarily any kind of recognition, but like we weren't getting a lot of offers or things like that. And, and so going forward, like we've got this, awesome spite tour coming up you know literally we'll leave for it tomorrow and then you know after that we have an awesome tour coming up a little further down the year we can't talk about but like it's it's one that's like a bucket list tour for us and you know it's the expectations i guess is just simply put it's just that it's getting better that it's you know things are starting to show signs of paying off you know it's still we still got some grinding ahead of us and we're well aware of that but like it's looking like they're we're finally starting to get a glimpse of the light at the end of the tunnel there, and I think that's the expectation. Just just that we're finally finding a grip to move forward with.
3: That's very cool. I mean, it's very simply put that it could just be uh, just to continue to progress. I know that's basic as shit, but you know, like I, I think a lot of bands fall into a a, a very stagnant. Uh, like we reach this level, let's just stay here because it's pretty cool. Like, well, yeah. you know, you could, uh, I get that, you know, I'm the, I'm the king of mediocrity, but you know, you could, you could take an extra step. And I think the, you guys are in position to do that. And, and, uh, I think it's going to work out for you. Um, and there's th- like, just the amount of stuff that you've, you've already done for this record with this push already, like clearly, uh, there's going to be eyes on it. I've seen, I've seen, well, I was just reading the, the fantastic review Adam Yo did of, for you guys for this record on, on, uh, on, on no echo today. And uh, um, I was watching the videos that you already have two videos for songs on here. And um, I, I, I almost called the owner of that building for smashing the ceiling tiles in that I can show you God video, but I think because there was spray paint on the walls, they're going to be all right with it. But I just want to let you know the vandalism the building, is not
5: okay. <laughs> yeah, that that building was actually that. A, where is that Birmingham? Yeah, Birmingham. Birmingham. It's a, an abandoned hospital in Birmingham.
3: Why did you have to? Well, you're you so you so you you're in Tennessee, but you went to Alabama to do to break the law. Is that what happened?
5: Well, the location was just too good. We've been there a couple times just because Mike here is a freak that likes to go into abandoned places and we went to this abandoned hospital on a tour in like the fall of 2018 and then we followed it up on the summer of this last summer of 2019 and then we were thinking of like with the lyrical content and the you know musical aggression of i can show you god we were like what the hell do we do to match the intensity of this thing and i literally just hit our group chat was like yo what if we went back to the hospital for the video and everyone was like, "Yep, that's the one. That's what we're gonna do." And so it just the the place itself is this massive. I I we spent we have now spent probably close to like sixteen hours in that place. I'd say, and I think we've covered maybe an eighth of it.
0: Yeah, you know those commercials you you see that like talk about mesothelioma. That's yeah. We're, we're
5: probably there. Oh yeah. No, that thing had. <laughs> Yeah. That thing, the black mold was so frequent that, like, you didn't, it just kind of looked like the wall. Yeah. You couldn't tell the difference.
0: Disgusting. uh, uh, Oh, no, it's terrible. (laughs) One of the the big reasons for going there is because the videographers that were helping out, um, they're from Birmingham. So that worked out immensely well, too, because there's, um, we shot two locations because those drums you, you can't set them up in there yeah, yeah we, we weren't
5: we stopped. weren't we didn't have like a permit like we just snuck our shit in in the shot oh
3: like, i know the police yeah. were not happy about that when i called them
5: oh yeah
0: yeah but if they do ask we 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 did have permission yeah what was that one guy's name yeah. he had a hookup his name's george that was george yeah
3: that's that's uh, so, all right everybody knows yeah.
0: george exactly
3: um, what well, okay. So, so, uh, George, one George, what's that? So, so you spent 16 <laughs> hours in the hospital, which is about the average uh, emergency room visit. And, uh, <laughs> you, what I, right, so, I mean, I need, I need, I can't imagine Adam that's, that was, that was actual your actual blood in your hands. So please tell me the secret or just tell me to go fuck myself on what you had in your hands.
5: Dude, why can't you believe that's my blood? Because you you're
3: not about? that hardcore, man. Nobody is. Bro, Nobody's... You don't, know how, you don't you
1: can't
5: grade my passion on a video. <laughs> I, yeah, but I'm going to huh? Come on. Well, shit, you're right. It's just chocolate syrup, red
0: food coloring, and water.
3: Hell yeah, I'm gonna put
0: that on my and daughter's a lot face. Of it. And it it is <laughs> sticky. It tastes good. Too. It does taste
5: good, but it is sticky, and but... that place was very dusty and gross so after i'd like washed it off of my hands the clumps of just disgust on my hands was hardening it was it was ridiculous
3: that's disgusting the whole thing sounds like a oh, ter- it sounds like a terrible afternoon it was a bad
5: day it was a b- yeah no that's a good way to put it but the footage <laughs> couldn't we you know like it was worth it in the end you know
0: well, is Nobody that you
5: ever never you never hear like oh yeah we had like the easiest and funnest time ever making this music video like if you ever hear that chances are the video probably sucked but like that they're not easy things to make and especially you put it was middle of summer and dumb hot in there and there was different people who lived in the hospital that kept showing up and like that was always kind of paranoid like made us very paranoid and there was a guy that lived there named dimitri and his name wasn't actually dimitri he just found a name tag from the hospital and that's what he went by <laughs>
3: that's and, a good move
5: yeah yeah but yeah, i mean it was like like you said it, it wasn't like it wasn't a good time but that's like one of the cooler stories that i think we'll probably ever have in terms of how we got shots done well good i'm glad i asked that
3: and it, do you have do you have plans for more videos for this record or is or are these two it
5: uh,
0: it's
5: not for certain yet. We've right. talked about maybe coming back and doing one. It just kind of all depends on what happens next, I guess.
3: Good. Well, all right. So I wanted to ask you, I've been on here for a little bit. I'll let you go shortly. But I want to ask you, um, uh, uh visually uh, the, the art for, for this record. And honestly, for, for all things that I've seen orthodoxy guys, kind of, well, not all things, this act, this record and the last one. It seems you have like kind of a, almost a minimalist, um, d- style when it comes to the art. Is it important? And I wouldn't say it's all the same, but it's but it also seems to kind of be within a theme, a very uh, high contrast. I don't know. Is 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 that is that continuity? Continue. Is that a fucking word? Is that a whatever? It's, um, is everything sp- continuity? Yeah, nobody say, that's stupid. Continue doesn't sound like continue. Why do we say continue? You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, do, does the is the art intentionally this you know similar for each release? Uh,
5: yes, I mean let it take its course. The title itself is literally a lyric off of our song Panic from Sounds of Lost. Oh, okay. There's a continuation, even lyrically, throughout different songs, there's a lot of different throwbacks to key phrases from the last record, but put in a different context, so it's telling a different story. So when, you know, with Sounds of Loss specifically, there's a lot of, like, things coming back up so that familiarity builds and makes the climax hit harder and all that kind of thing. And it was kind of the same formula with writing for this one, and so it only made sense especially when we started making like when we really started getting the songs out and I realized how much darker some of the stuff was than the last record. It kind of just made sense to like, if the the title itself was going to be a continuation, then we should just flip the scripts and instead of doing, you know, black on white do like an off white on black. And that's kind of where that idea came from. But in terms of the actual theme, the, artwork itself um that was trey myers that was our, our he, he does merch for us on uh, on the road as well and he did a couple of designs for us and we i don't remember so my original idea for like what i thought would be cool for the album art was inspired by this guy named his, on Instagram is John Weldonwood Art. Yeah. He just does these these wood panel paintings with like thick oil paint and it's really bright colors, but the images themselves are pretty disturbing. And I sent Trey a bunch of that stuff and was like, hey, I want to try to do something like this. I think this could be a cool uh representation of the songs. And he had actually sent me a rough mock-up of what now is the album art a couple of weeks prior just trying to think of like cool things we could use for a shirt design and as we started talking about it like i was like yo you've actually already kind of made this like and i sent it back to him like he was like oh yeah this is this could be great and so we touched it up and made it what we really wanted to look like and then from there uh we had our friend matt dooley helped align all the record and kind of put it you know do all the the paperwork part of it where he put all the lyrics in and made sure that they were on the right format for the print and all that but as far as the minimalist concept it's definitely a continuation and it's you know I I don't really have all too much else to say about it than it's it's just kind of Trey did a really good job with all of the art that you've seen from the singles to the actual insert or the actual album art itself you get, if you have the LP or CD and it all really, like I said, represents the music. Well, like it, it actually, I feel shows a, a good image of what the story's telling.
3: I, I, I think it's, that's, that's a very good answer. I, I, I like that. I like everything you're saying there. And I think it's, it's very cool. And you know, but, but it is, it, it is very on new metal of you guys for, so for all those new metal influences, this is a very un-new metal thing to do artistically.
0: Hey, wait till you see the back though. <laughs> well, you guys got
5: dreads? The, ba- the back of the album, the back of the album is one of the most new metal looking things we've ever
3: done. <laughs> so. the, oh God, what does it look like? Insolence? Uh, you know, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <you have laughs> Primer 55. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Um, I, one last thing. I just wanted to ask ask you guys about, and that's it's uh there's something I noticed on this record, and it's 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 in the sound, it's in the presentation, it's just in general. Um, let us it take its course. Let it. What you know, I can't say this fucking album name. Let it. To, let whatever you know what album I am talking about. It's yours. Healthy uh, uh, too. <laughs> yes, that yeah. one, this, this one. It's important. Uh, um, Orthodox as a band on this album, everything seems very confident it's there's a there is it exudes a confidence that i think a lot of bands uh, want uh, is what the, the big word i'll use is they want um is that is that a feeling do you guys do you guys feel that way about this record your band or is that just something that came with it kind
0: of i mean. It's such a different thing that I think any artist out there that, you know, whether they admit it or not, when they try something different or push their, quote unquote, personal boundaries or whatever, they're nervous. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you can say, I don't give a fuck if people like this or not. You do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's like, that's why all artists do it is to get it out there. And like, if nobody likes your fucking music, fuck you, you're done. Yeah, So that's a super good compliment and I appreciate that because I think we're all kind of, I wouldn't say up in the air about the record, but it's just like, there's that looming feeling of like, you know, we kind of showed our asses in, in a certain way on this that people might, you know, they, they might not like it. But then there's that, that chance that we did something different to where more people will like it.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely... It's a calculated risk, but it is—it definitely feels like a risk, right? And you know, it's you, especially with a follow-up record, you know, there's going to be a pretty big handful of people that are like, "No, I like the first record better. This one fucking sucks." Yeah, blah it's, blah blah.
0: It's the sophomore slump.
5: Yeah, and you know, I fully expect to hear people say that they like the other record, you know, more and though i think they're completely wrong i you know it's just going to happen but the confidence itself i think i i don't know if it was really a confidence or if it was kind of just like a fuck it thing like like
0: honestly we just want we just wanted a riff
5: and yeah that's, that's it. It, it, it
0: it doesn't matter
5: it, i feel like the product that we put out is i mean it, unless we were going to just make sounds of loss part two literally and just like rip the exact same bullshit then like i feel like this is really the only step forward that we could really take and it make any sense you know i feel like anything else would be either stale or falling backwards because i don't know i feel like it sounds of loss itself to me i mean when we put that out tyler and i literally were like kind of past it we were like you know we've been busting our asses it's not really getting us anywhere if this flops it flops we love the songs if it doesn't do well it's fine we'll break up it's not a big deal but then it you know it did really well and so i think it's 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 one of those things where now we've already taken those first initial risks to establish the direction that we want to head and now it's just making sure that the the way that we go isn't in baby steps. Like it's there needs to be a notable change for it to be any real progression. And I think that's what I think that's what we're talking about with like showing our asses. Is like there's definitely some songs on here where there's some parts that like we deliberately did things in ways that other people didn't execute because it was a kind of against the formula, you know? Right, but. But I think that you know I really feel like some things that I feel like this will be one of those love it or hated records, honestly. And that to me is every band that I love is one of those where you rarely hear anybody say like, "Oh, that band's okay." When they're talking about Slipknot or Corn or System of Down or the bands that like we we're really drawing from, like we spoke of earlier, like people either love those bands or they just don't fucking listen to them. Right. 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 And So I kind of feel like I'm hoping that's kind of like the vein that this record falls into is the people who listen to it really love it. And then if people don't listen to it because they don't like it, whatever, that's on, that's their thing. But yeah, I feel like the confidence itself is just a a matter of knowing that the second album needs to be a progression and we had to take the leaps and bounds required. And, you know, luckily we had a team that, can truly execute the risks we were taking to a to an extent that I don't think we could have done in the last album, so that helps a lot.
3: Well, whether it was intentional or not, it's there. It's I think it's gonna go. I, 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 this would not be considered a sophomore slump at all. And I do I understand what you're saying about the the uh, you know people. It's gonna be a love it or leave it, and I think. Th- those who leave it won't even come close to the amount that love it. I think you're going to gain so much more with this record than what you'll lose. And I, and you know, sometimes it's good to lose, it's good to lose a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you need some of those people. You need some shit talkers or else it's, it's kind of boring. Yeah. So, uh, that's the most fun. Yeah.
5: Honestly, absolutely. I, I, we haven't, Nobody's given us like an actual bad review on it yet, and I'm ready. I, I c- I'm ready to take that one. I know. could probably
3: find someone to do that for you, but uh, but I don't want to do that because I like this record, and uh, and I, and I, and, I, and, I, and I like the way it sounds, and I just wish I could say it easier. That's my only request. Is why can't I say the simple phrase "Let it take its course" every time like that without sounding like the guy from Death Threat? Let it take its course.
0: <laughs> I think it's the two "it"s in the title. That's what it is. They're little, they're little humps in the road.
3: Yep. <laughs> that's probably it. We're but
0: it's for you. We're gonna yeah. go let take course. Yeah. why save... Yeah. That's just for you.
5: I I'm just mad that as many times as I've had to type that damn album title out, my phone still puts an apostrophe in it every time I type it out. Right. That's, that's a hard.
3: That's a hard one, man. It's is a it's is a weird one. And it's in there twice. Yeah, yeah. The the English language is very difficult, Um, especially as somebody who's been speaking it my whole life. It's it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, Uh, that's
0: the hardest part of our hand is the English part.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. You should do. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm out. I'm out of. I'm out of stuff. I'm done, guys. I'm fried. Thank you for <laughs> raining dry. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for for talking to me for this long, though. I appreciate it, uh, Mike. I'm glad you were here. I wasn't expecting you, but I'm glad you joined us. Adam, thanks for doing it. Mike, thanks you. for doing
0: I'm it. Glad I'm, yeah. Hell yeah, man! Excited to get it out.
3: Hell yeah! Saying it again. That's this <laughs> is you earned it. All right, guys. Thank you. Um oh, wait, wait, let's do one one more thing. You're gonna be on tour. Uh like you said, you're leaving in a couple of days. This will probably come out while you're on that tour. So you're on tour with who? Okay.
5: Uh we are out from February sixth until the end of March with Spite, Varials, I am, Unity, and Dealer. Nice.
3: And is that a full US?
0: It sure is. All
5: right. Well,
3: um, Otherwise, where can people find the? Where are people going to be able to buy the record?
5: Uh, you can go to orthodoxtn.com. dot com. TN is t- in Tennessee, and that's where you'll find all of our tour dates. There'll be ticket links on there, as well as any old merchandise from past tours. And then there's uh, spots you can click that'll send you to the label store with Unbeaten, and that will be where you can purchase the record itself. And, and on tour. And also, yeah, please for the love of God buy
3: it from our table all right guys thank you thank you very much i appreciate you doing this yeah man thank you you. have a good night you too as well later There you have it. That was my conversation with Adam and Mike of Orthodox. Um, and that song there at the end—that was uh, I can show you God. But we talked about the video for that uh, in the uh, in the abandoned hospital um, where they did too much uh, too much too much vandal vandalization Is it, is, it, is that a word? Vandalization. They vandalized, and uh, I called the cops on cops. Turns out don't care, um, especially when you call Lancaster, Pennsylvania cops about a uh, abandoned. Um, hospitals in Birmingham, Alabama But you know, whatever I tried, I did the Good Samaritan thing It's not worth it uh, Don't do that, okay It's Just a little insight for all of you A little word of advice A little sage wisdom Don't be the Good Samaritan The police don't care uh, They'll just arrest you for being a nice guy <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about there um, That's it for this one Hey, but Wait I, I've been working on some stuff, and I saw something the other day, and I wanted to shout out um, a listener named Fat Clouds sixty nine. Okay, I, where am I getting this from? I'm getting this from Stitcher. I never check the uh, the Stitcher. I never check the Stitcher. In fact, I never have. Until this week, I was working on something, and I saw a review, a five star review in there from Fat Clouds sixty nine. He says, "Check this out via the No Echo article." Thank you again, Adam, Yo, and no echo and Carlos for putting that out there and listen to the Eddie leeway and time and pressure episodes. Great discussions. Just laid back and funny content. The host is a goof in the best way possible. Sound quality is great too. I like that. He doesn't dick ride certain scenes, bands, or genres either. If it's good, he's talking about it. I appreciate that. That's the end quote there. I appreciate that fat cloud 69. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rating and reviewing and, uh, I hope more of you will do that as well. I love coming across these things. So thanks again, Fat Clouds, if that's your real name. Um, Yeah, but that's it for this one. Um, If you want to get a hold of me, do so by emailing dan at gettingitout.net. That's the email address, dan at gettingitout.net. You can continue to go to gettingitout.net.com. Though there's not a whole lot going on there yet, there will be. Um, I know I keep saying that, but it's happening. Trust me. Uh, Instagram at getting underscore It underscore out underscore podcast and Facebook page www.facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. One last social media Twitter at getting it out pod. If you haven't already, check out Orthodox. Let it take, let it take, let it the the album is called Let It Take Its Course. There we go. It's out on on unbeaten records. If they came through your area or if they're coming through your area, be sure to go see them. I really enjoyed my chat with Adam and Mike, and I hope you did too. Okay, that's going to be it for this episode. Last but not least, I'm going to play a track from a band out of Toronto, Canada. The band is called Music Kills, and they're in the middle of recording their first album. They just finished a song, so they sent it in to Dan at gettingitout.net. The song is called... um, living dead blues so here's living dead blues by music kills check them out check out their album whenever it comes out thank you roy from living dead or from music kills out of toronto for sending in your track if you or anybody else wants to send in more songs please do i love playing them on the show and that's for this one check out living dead blues again by music kills uh and that's it bye-bye